Welcome to the Blue Collar University podcast, where we talk about issues that matter to leaders, managers, and supervisors. I'm your host, Bart Gregg, and before we get started, it would be great if you would follow us. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the three report writing mistakes that make you look unprofessional and what to do about them. Credibility is the top character trait you need to be successful as a business leader, a manager, or a supervisor. And if you're not credible, people won't trust you or believe you. Credibility is the quality or power of inspiring belief, and reports are a reflection of your credibility. Whether you're an inspector, field supervisor, manager, or business owner, you will eventually have to write reports, and your reports will be read by people other than your boss. Chances are good that they will be read by a third party like an engineer or safety professional, and the customer. As a manager or supervisor, if you're passing reports up the chain of command, you are responsible for those as well. Those reports will reflect on your credibility. So what kinds of reports are we talking about? If you search the web, you'll find thousands of articles on types of reports. Those articles break them into subclasses and sub-subclasses and can get quite confusing rather quickly. In this podcast, we're referring to the general class of progress reports, though the ideas generally apply to all types. Why do we write reports? Your boss, your customer, engineering, sales, legal, HR, or safety want to know what you're working on. There are three key pieces of information they're looking for when they read your report. First is progress. They want to know how much progress has been made on the project and how much is left. They want a picture of the job flow. Second is proof. They want proof that the work is being done and that it's being done correctly. They want information that helps them build an image of the work that's going on. And third, pay. Your company wants to get paid and they want to pay you. If you can't help them get paid, what do you imagine the consequences would be? The goal of most reports is to satisfy those three main reasons. There are other report types and reasons such as analytical and statistical reports and even incident reports, but they also share the same issues. When you don't create a clear picture of progress with proof, your company won't get paid. Both you and your company lose credibility. I interviewed executives, operations, and project managers and supervisors, and when I told them what I was writing about, before I could ask any questions, each of them jumped in with this first piece of advice. They each said that the first mistake is trying to make yourself look sophisticated. Their advice is to remember that when your reports are clear and concise and easy to read and understand, you will look intelligent. I know several managers whose jobs include reviewing reports for accuracy and readability. They all agree that people make the mistake of thinking that using big words and ideas will make them look more sophisticated. It's just not so. Write like your reader doesn't know anything about your work, or write like you're trying to explain it to an eighth grader. How do you do this? Start by using good grammar, spelling, and punctuation. Use fewer, shorter, simpler words and shorter paragraphs. Here's an easy way to get started. Write your report like you normally would, then go back and edit it. Then edit it again. I know, that can be painful, but I have to do it all the time. Each time you're cleaning the report up, making it more concise and easier to understand. The more often you do this, the more you learn, and eventually the process gets faster and easier. Remember that good writing is good editing. At first, the process of editing will feel clunky and time-consuming. There are tools that can help you with this. The best tool is your brain. 
You know when you're trying to outsmart your audience, and they know when you're trying to outsmart them. Stop, think, and ask, will they stumble on my words when they read it? As soon as they stumble, you start to lose them. When your words flow, it makes it easier for them to keep reading. The next best tool is surprisingly your mouth. Trying this one idea will make a critical shift in your writing for the better. When you write a sentence, say the words out loud. The reason this works is because as we read, our brains tend to fill in missing letters and even whole words. But when you have to read it out loud, you can stumble and catch yourselves when words or letters are missing. You might be thinking that I just made the case for not worrying about the little details, but it's different when you're reading a report that we just wrote versus one that we've never read. Your audience is reading something that they've never read. Ask yourself this, when I read it out loud, do I stumble or hesitate? If you do stumble, stop and fix it. Finally, don't rely on Word or Excel's internal dictionaries and editors. They're incorrect so often I actually refuse to use them anymore. I use a software called Grammarly, and there are several others out there like it. The free version of Grammarly will help you highlight possible issues and errors, but not always. Still, you have to use your brain. Sometimes what Grammarly and other tools might think is a mistake is perfectly acceptable. Only you can make that final judgment. Remember the best tool? Your brain. A final thought about using software to help you edit. Again, software suggests sometimes that you use a higher level vocabulary, as if big words make you look smarter. Avoid that mistake. Remember mistake number one? Mistake number two. The most powerful report writers help the reader create a mental picture of what is happening. When all or part of your report is out of context, the reader can't create that mental picture. They can't see the project or progress in their mind's eye. You can do this by creating context and communication. If you can't use images like photos, drawings, or charts, then give enough detail to help the reader see the situation in their mind. With today's technology, though, reports can and do contain images, but images or photos alone don't always tell the whole story. If the photo doesn't have all the detail, then the caption must put the image in context or the body of the report. Here's an example. It's a picture of a man down in a ditch, welding uphill, on a piece of large pipe. And the caption that I saw on this was, man welding a piece of pipe. That's not helpful. How do you deal with that? Anyone can do a web search for pictures of a man welding a pipe. In your report, you need a caption that makes more sense. Try this. Is it A, making a weld, or B, welding the final connection on the 24-inch liquid drain off the number two low pressure separator? The engineer or project manager can immediately see what is going on when you use caption number two. When you add detail to the caption, your reader now has context. This helps them form an image of what is being worked on. Mistake number three. I'll let you in on a little secret. This has happened to me, so I know about it from first hand. Your report may eventually be read by an attorney, a judge, or even a jury. Why? Because you're a witness. Whatever your title is, if you are writing and submitting reports, you are a witness to the events that happened, and an important part of your job is to document those events. Imagine that you're in court on the witness stand or in a conference room giving a deposition. An attorney asks you to read your report out loud to everyone in the room. Then they ask you to interpret your report. Can you go back years later and do that? Can you tell the world with confidence that what you saw was documented properly? Can you create that picture in their mind's eye? And even if you can tell them, will they believe you? 
keeping that in mind creates a good framework for understanding how to write better reports. Report writing, like any other skill, takes time and discipline to develop. The more often you do something, whether it's writing, bowling, fishing, or operating equipment, the better you can get. I say can get and not will get because you have to have that discipline. You can't just write. You have to focus, learn, and edit. If report writing is part of your job, your company will be evaluating you on your ability to be clear, concise, and conveying an image of the work. Even if it's not a formal evaluation, they're watching you. You don't want your readers stumbling on your words, and you don't want your career to stumble on them either. Pro tip. If you know or even sense that you may have to write a report or just discuss a job or event with someone that may not be familiar with the topic, start your day with that in mind. Think about how you will describe the events and progress with them. Make notes, take photos, create sketches, keep everything possible in context. And finally, be proud of the fact that you're a writer. Not many people do it well. You're an author. Ask any of the millions of good authors out there if they were born with great writing skills and they'll all tell you no. Like any other skill, I had to develop it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blue Collar University podcast. If you have an idea for a topic or if you know of a person that might be a great guest, then please email me at podcasts at bluecollaru.com. Until next episode...